0: Worship is not always that simple and that easy for everybody. There's a lot of people that has a natural propensity to be able to worship and lift up a praise unto the Lord. But it's something that we all need to learn to do and apply in our lives. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. As always, I appreciate anybody and everybody that is listening to the messages of this uh, podcast, this video on YouTube or radio message that we broadcast. You know, I just hope and pray that uh, we are touching your life and encouraging you to run the race in God. And, uh, you know, this series is Developing Intimacy with God. I pray that you are seeing your life being radically transformed and changed as you listen to this message and allow it to work in your heart and life. Amen. Well, last time we were talking about worship. We're going to continue uh, on worship. We talked just very briefly about it. Um, I want to just kind of briefly go over so we can kind of pick up from there. But also, I just want to encourage you, as I did open and I did talk about how, you know, uh, you know, worship is not always that natural for everybody. Uh, You know, it's it's just like anything else in life. You know, some people are just naturally wanting to exercise. Let's just say that, you know, that might be a good example. You're just somebody that just has that natural will and desire to go out and exercise or the natural will and desire to be involved in sports or whatever it may be. Uh, but then there are people that just say, you know what, I have to force myself to exercise. And as I force myself to exercise, I recognize the benefits of doing so. And because I recognize the benefits of doing so, now it's something I've implemented in my life. Well, guess uh, guess what category I'm in? I'm in number two. I hate exercise when I was in the military. Well, let's dial it back to high school. You know, I was not involved in sports, much so in high school, other than in uh, junior high track, and I hated that every moment. Um, you know, they made me <laughs> run. You know, obviously you're in track. What do you think you're going to do? Uh, you know, uh, I've, obviously there's some events in track that doesn't require uh, running, but you know everything that I was involved in was running, and I hated it. I hated it with a passion. When I got into high school, uh, I did not. I was not involved in any sports at all. I worked. I went to a job after school, uh, and so then when I went into the military. You know, obviously, many of you might know that every morning they would gather together to do uh, calisthenics and go run. And I hated every second of it. So I've never really been somebody that enjoyed exercising. Now, I do remember biking. I love biking. I In high school, I biked um, I biked across Iowa. There's a thing called Ragbri, and it's every year. It's where thousands of people gather together and they ride bikes across Iowa. Uh, it's pretty cool event. Um, So I did bike. I did love biking. Um, So, you know, again, in the military, I hated uh, running in the morning. I hated running, period. So, see, you know, as I uh, advance in years, you know, I'm 55 now, um, I realize I've got to do something for my body instead of not exercising because I don't see, I don't see, I don't like where I'm going. Let's just say that I didn't like where I was going as far as my weight, my health. Um, And then because of the things that not eating right and not exercising, the unfortunate part was, is it was leading to medication. And I just didn't want to take medication. So I just made a decision. I'm going to begin to exercise. And uh, it's just something that I would probably say on a regular basis. I exercise every day. So in saying all that, it's the same thing with uh, worshiping God. You know, um, you know, I'm not going to say it's the exact same thing. But it's similar, let's just say that. It's a great analogy. So, worship is something that we should have in in, in our lives. Obviously, not only is it a benefit uh, in your relationship with God, but I believe it's just a benefit for your whole entire life because I believe that as you learn to worship and magnify and praise and thanks God and, and give thanks unto God, What's going to happen is you begin to see really who God is in your life. It's going to strengthen your relationship with him and it's going to allow you to see him moving in your life and it's going to help you learn to appreciate what you do have and stop complaining about what you don't have. Because see, you know, I could sit here and I could probably think of a million things to complain about. You know, I mean, we're, we're all that way. You know, naturally, I think for the most part, most humans can really complain about almost anything. But I think, you know, we have to learn to be believers in Christ and walk in that and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and show us how to be true worshipers of God. So, Before we move on to that scripture of John 21, 421, and talk about, uh, you know, worship him in spirit and truth, I just want to reiterate about the scripture that we talked about last time, and that was Psalms 95, 1 through 2 and 6 through 7. It says, Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. He is our God. We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. So see, we need to have this, this life of constant, consistent worship. Amen? So let's go ahead and look at John four twenty one. It says, Believe me, dear woman, The time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. So he's talking to the woman at the well. And uh, so the time is coming. See, Jesus said that a time was coming that would change the whole nature of worship. You know, uh, prior to Christ, you know, they worshiped differently. Now, I'm not going to say that they didn't worship in their home or wherever. But they were more geared towards, you know, going to the local synagogue, uh, following a religious system, sort of speak, in the relationship with God. See, the way men approached God was going to experience something supernatural because before, before uh, Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit would come upon people and it, and, and, and it wasn't like something that was on a regular, consistent, constant basis. You know, the Holy Spirit did not come within people. But after Christ, the Holy Spirit came within us upon our salvation, upon confessing Jesus as as our Lord and Savior, he would come inside of us. Amen. So, So anyway, basically, we need to understand that that worship of God was radically changing and Jesus was saying so. You know, there was an hour, a historical event coming that would change that. Obviously, that is at the death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and giving us that opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of our lives, confessing him as our Savior and, and making him the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I Amen. And so as we do that, there's that new birth Jesus talked about that a man could not have eternal life and, unless he was born again. And uh, as we do that, we're new creatures in Christ. As we're new creatures in Christ, the Holy Spirit will come and dwell inside of us. I mean, so see, the, 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 the place of worship was no longer the local temple. You know, the place of worship was no longer the local synagogue. It was in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, amen, through the power of the living God coming inside of us. And I believe that if we are tuned in and we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, sensitive to him speaking to us, what will happen is we will we will be led uh, by him to begin to consistently live a life of worship unto God. You know, I mean, there's been many times I will catch myself going down the road and just thinking unto God and begin to pray unto him and begin to just pray in the spirit. And then all of a sudden I just start worshiping and lifting up his name and thanking him for who he is and thanking him for what he's doing in my life. Thank you for what he's doing in my family and my marriage in my relationship with my children and with my grandchildren, my son-in-laws. So see, it's an endless opportunity to begin to just get him worship and praise. You know, I am still, you know, as a missionary in Guatemala, living in the mission field, I am still a missionary that's connected to my church in the United States, a church that I've been connected to for the last uh, over 30 years. For over 30 years, I've been connected to this church and I still praise God daily for this church, daily for what they're doing in my lives, daily that I've connected to them, daily to the knowledge that I have I've come to understand through the truth of what they're ministering and preaching and teaching. Because obviously I believe that they're uh, preaching and teaching the truth of God's Word that radically transform my life. And today, because of today, or, or because of them today, I'm still living this life in Christ. So see, there's so many things that I can lift up uh, to God and give Him praise, Amen. So let's go ahead and stay on course. So basically, uh, Jesus, of course, was referring to His death and the coming of the Holy Spirit. The play, the place of worship, is no longer the temple or a particular location on Earth. God's presence will dwell in our hearts and live inside of us. That was not happening before Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, Amen. His people worship Him wherever they are and they can worship him every day all day long. You know, um, you know, again, you know, to me a life of worship is not only, you know, singing praise or singing worship songs, but also too is something that we can quietly do in our hearts. We can think, we can ponder, we can think of who God is and what he's doing in our lives. Amen. I so it's not about going you, you know, you say, well I can't do that in my workplace. It wouldn't They wouldn't appreciate that. Uh, They wouldn't accept that. No, that's, you know, you you can worship God silently. You could think in your mind of who he is and what he's doing in your uh, heart and life. You could think of all these things of what he's doing in your life and you can give him the praise for it. Amen. So there's, you can worship him all day long. Amen. You can follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as he leads and guides you into worship all day long. So let's go ahead and look at John 4, 23, 20, 24. It says, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. The father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is a is spirit to those who worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, uh, so basically it says this, you know, worship in our spirit with the spiritual drive and the ability of one's soul, seeking the most intimate communion and fellowship with God. Amen. With the spiritual core of one's life and being, trusting and resting uh, in God's acceptance and love and care. So see, we worship God with our spirits. Amen. Yes, we worship with, uh, with our minds, with our knowledge, but really, it needs to be within our spirits that we're drawing that worship out and in communication or in co- uh, uh, cooperation with the Holy Spirit. He will lead us and guide us in this worship of the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. I so see, it's so important that we don't worship God out of our carnality, out of our flesh, because there's a lot of times that we can get in our flesh We can speak from our flesh. We can worship from our flesh. We can, uh, you know, worship in such a way that, you know, maybe we're trying to get people's attention and show them how spiritual and how godly we are because, oh, wow, look how good we are when we worship. You know, we can, uh, you know, let's say, for example, you know, there's a corporate worship. A corporate worship is worshiping amongst other believers in Christ Jesus, other Brothers and sisters in the Lord, and as we're worshiping, I've always noticed that there's a flow. There's a flow going within the congregation, within the corporate worship. That that maybe maybe we start out with a praise song. Maybe it's a it, it's a song with the faster tempo or tempo. Uh, I said that as far as the Spanish, but a, a, a tempo. You know, it's a it's a fast tempo. But see, you're flowing. In the spirit, you're flowing with the Holy Spirit as we're worshiping. And then as the song slows down, as maybe this, uh, the, 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 instead of, uh, I don't want to say screaming, but singing loudly. Now all of a sudden we're singing softly and we're flowing in a corporate worship, but see, then all of a sudden there's that one, I'm not saying in every situation or all church services, I'm just saying some that I have been in. There's that one person that wants to get that attention. Like how spiritual I am. They'll start screaming or start singing loudly. loud, More louder than other people. While they're trying to softly slow down the tempo of the music. Softly singing. Softly seeking into the Lord. All of a sudden there's that one person. That's wanting to sing loudly. To get... Uh, people's attention, to show them how spiritual they are. See, to me, we need to be worshiping the Lord, not with our carnality, not with our flesh, not with, look how great I am, look how spiritual I am, but we need to be flowing with the Holy Spirit, flowing as the Holy Spirit guides and leads our spirit as we are worshiping in spirit and truth. Amen? So let's go ahead and just recap this. So worshiping our spirit is with the spiritual drive and the ability of one's soul, you know, seeking the most intimate communion and fellowship with God. So as we are worshiping the Lord, it is a time of communication. It's a time that we can enter in. It's a time that we can enter into this, this uh, form of worship and praise and prayer unto the Lord. And we are allowing Him to lead and guide us as we do so. And then with the spiritual core of one's, one's life and being. So... You know, like I said, it's not coming from our carnality or our flesh, but it's coming from within our spirit. I mean, and I shared before, maybe last time I talked about worshiping in my car. There was a time that I was going to work and uh, the Lord just filled the car. I mean, it was just such an awesome presence of who he is. And and, 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 and it just it was just I was such an awe of his presence. And I would begin to cry and weep, and cry out to God, and who he is, and what he's doing in my life, and how special he is, and and, and I was worshiping him for what he was doing in my life at that given moment, and it was such an awesome power of, of, of him being in the car, and I was crying and weeping, and I remember like, I wasn't like concerned or fearful, but I was like, should I pull over, should I, because of his presence, so awesome, why I was driving and going down the road. So see, it wasn't it wasn't worshiping him out of my mind. It was worshiping out of the core of who I am as a spiritual being. Amen? Uh, because the Bible says that we are spirit, soul and body. Spirit, soul, our minds and body. So see, we are a spiritual being before anything else. I am a spiritual being that has a soul, a mind and I live in a body. Amen. So see, uh, so we got to sing and worship out of our spirit and not out of our minds and not out of our our flesh and carnality. Amen? So let's go ahead and move on. It says, worship in truth. Well, what is truth? Truth is a quality of being in accord with what is true to the uh, the content of what is true. So we must not come to him with a half heart. Like a wandering mind. And you know, I got to admit, and and you know, I tell myself all the time in these messages, I have a wandering mind. I have a mind that allows myself to be distracted many times over. And this is something that I have to fight on a consistent, constant basis and say, put the phone down. You know, like if I'm in a time of prayer or worshiping the Lord, I'm like, put the phone down, mute the phone put the phone in the bedroom, come back in the office and spend time with God. You know, like when I go to walk in the mornings and I have it in my uh, pocket, it's like it's like burning a hole in my pocket like I got to pull my phone out and then because I'm going to be distracted or while I'm in church, I feel like I got to check my messages. I know this sounds ridiculous to some and some may be able to identify with this. But see, while we're worshiping unto God, we cannot have a half heart. We got to have a heart that is not allowing ourselves for our minds to wander and and to allow our our minds to be distracted so see to me it's like it's like while you're talking to your spouse let's just think about that it's like you're talking to your spouse and while you're talking to your spouse you're allowing your mind to wander and 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 you're you're spending time with them at a romantic dinner and you're spending time with them and you're talking about and you're sharing sweet nothings with them you're sharing uh precious words to them all of a sudden you're like oh wait you know i'm going to look at my phone uh, you know i'm going to check my messages you know uh and so see to me that that is uh 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 i don't want to say it could be but yeah it's like insulting to god really it is because to me i think it would be the same thing as like if i am you know uh Uh, spending time with my wife and I'm speaking sweet nothings to her and then all of a sudden I'm distracted and looking at my phone, that is outright rude to her. So see, why would it not be the same thing to God? So see, we need to be uh, careful in the time of worship and we're not allowing ourselves uh, to be distracted. Um, We must worship God for who he is and not our opinion. See, we need to find out who God is. Now, I referred to uh, the last message about people, uh, you know, posting memes on Facebook. And uh, what it was is somebody said, uh, right now in your house uh, is the presence of Angel Gabriel and Michael. You know, and I'm just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard as far as in, in my Christian walk. And, 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 and what I mean by that is this is, you know, Archangel Gabriel and Michael are not omnipresent, you know, because they're saying, hey, anybody that's read this Archangel Gabriel Michael's in your house right now in your presence to give you comfort. You know, one, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, not Archangel Gabriel Michael, you know, and they're not omnipresent. They're not present all around the world at any given moment. Okay. And then also they're not omniscient. you know, meaning they're all-knowing. So like I said in the meme, and normally I don't respond to these, but I just thought it was really, like I said, I just thought, come on, people. And there was like a hundred, hundreds of people saying, amen. And I said, come on, people, this isn't even scriptural. You know, Archangel Gabriel and Michael probably don't even know who you are. Again, you might go, how dare you to think that Archangel Gabriel and Michael don't even know me? Wait a minute. There's 8 billion people on this earth. Do you know everybody on this earth? No, you don't. Well, that's because I don't know everybody. I'm not omniscience. I'm not omnipotent. Well, guess what? They're the same thing. They're a created being. They're not gods. Okay? The devil's a created being. The devil probably doesn't even know who I am. Really? The devil probably doesn't even know who I am. Because he's not omniscience, he's not omnipotent, amen? He's not omnipresent, amen? So, what is the character of God? See, we need to know the character of God, not because we read some meme or whatever someone told you who God is, no, what does the word of God say he is? So, his character and attributes, his character, you know, trustworthy, he's full of love, He is righteous, he's holy, he's gracious, he's merciful. So see, those are things that you can worship God for who he is. You can say, God, you are so trustworthy. Thank you, Lord, that I can trust you, that I can worship you for who you are, and how much I can trust you, Father God, how I can put my life in your hands. Lord, you are full of love. I thank you for your love in my life. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my salvation because you love me. See how you can do that? You can look at who God is and his character. Amen. And then his attributes. What is his attributes? He knows everything. He he's almighty. He's all powerful. He's he's everywhere. He's omniscience. Uh uh omnipresence he's omnipresence he's everywhere at any given moment he's everywhere he's everywhere around the whole entire universe that's how big god is so see you can worship him on these attributes or attributes of who he is of 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 he's all powerful omnipotent amen he's he's sovereign he's three in one father god the holy spirit and uh uh um Hey, I'm sorry. I just looked at the time. I got distracted. He's uh the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. Amen. In three in one. Amen. So see, it's so important for us to understand who he is. And as we understand who he is, then we can worship all those characters and attributes and who he is. Amen. And then also um you know, I you know I said don't worship him in your own opinion. You know, many are messed up because they don't know really who God is. They have this figure of imagination of who God is, but they don't know who He is according to the word of who He is. I mean, and then also it says it is uh, their only opinion and assumptions, you know, and, and because again, they have these opinions and assumptions of who God is, they can literally be worshiping the wrong God, so to speak. You know, I know that sounds weird and I, that sounds strange, but literally, you can worship a God of your figurative, of your imagination. You know, it's based upon what someone told them about it, you know, of who God is or or a meme or they heard some Hollywood star say who God is or or one of their relatives say who God is. It's all based upon our experiences. So God gave me cancer. So he must not be loving. You know, he didn't answer my prayers, So he must not be caring. You know, God showed me his love. So he must be only about love and not about just and being righteous and holy. Amen. So see, it's so important that we de- we determine who God is according to His scriptures, and according to the scriptures, and we worship Him according to the scriptures. Amen. Well, we're out of time. We need to go. Let's go ahead and pray, and we'll pick up worship next time uh, uh, on the next part of this series. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just pray that those that are listening, their hearts and lives are touched. They're learning how to worship you. They're learning how to enter in. They're learning how to utilize uh, a worship in their time of prayer and seeking your face and developing intimacy with you. Father God, I just praise you and thank you that that as they draw closer to you, you draw closer to them, that they develop this uh, awesome relationship with you in Jesus' mighty name, amen. And then also, Father, uh, For those that are listening that have not committed their lives to Christ, they want to make Jesus the Lord of their life, it's a simple prayer as this. Simply say, Jesus, I want to make you the Lord of my life. I want to make you the King of King of my life. I want you to enter into my life, and I want want to serve you. Thank you for forgiving me uh, of my sins. Thank you for shedding your blood upon the cross for my sins. I thank you that now I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm born again. The Holy Spirit's now in my heart, and I'm going to live this life for you. Thank you to show me a church that I'm to attend, to serve in, to give in, to to be discipled in, to be raised up in. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye hey this is sean paul here and i just want to thank you so much for tuning in my heart is that you find the life jesus christ has for you that you truly become fulfilled in him and make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we